0: Today's Counter Talk podcast is brought to you by Alert Management Systems. Alert Management Systems is developing software for today's rental companies. They believe that great software is never finished, so they implement over 100 user-driven enhancements to their rental software each year through the longest-running users conference in the industry. Alert considers itself a partner of their clients, not a vendor, and knows the technology working for you will allow you to focus on serving the needs of your clients. Visit Alert Management. At alertms.com you're listening to counter talks canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry counter talks is a presentation of canadian rental service magazine now here's your host patrick flannery hi and thanks for joining me today on counter talks today we spoke with Carol meyer and mary crosslin from alert management systems uh, that's a rental software manufacturer in the United States. Um, Carrie and, uh, oh, sorry, Kara and Mary joined us today um, just to, uh, to talk about really women in rental. Um, we get into uh, a, a lot about their company and especially the history. Uh, they have an interesting uh, trajectory there where they both were in middle management and uh, eventually ended up uh, owning the company. So that, that by itself is a, is a neat story. They've been recognized by the American uh, Women's Chamber of Commerce as uh, a woman-owned business, and um, they're very passionate about um, ab- about the the future of women working in the rental industry and growing that number and and seeing doors open for women in rental, uh, which I you know just as a is a great issue. It's it's something important. I think we all notice and know that uh, as we go to our. Uh, meetings and our shows and our uh, and work in the business uh, it is of course mostly men um, and there's really no reason why women can't do very well in this uh, in this business and certainly lots do um, so uh, Kara and Mary both had some really uh, great things to say some good insights on um, on why women aren't more involved in rental um, they they touch on some of the 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 cultural and the personality differences that, uh, that maybe have prevented women from getting involved. Uh, uh, Kara talks about how, uh, you know, I, I think it was when her, when her mother was young, she felt she had a choice to be either a nurse, a secretary, or a teacher, and uh, didn't want to be a nurse or a secretary. So she became a teacher Um, and how, uh, you know, a lot of women felt limited uh, in their choices of a career um, Mary gets uh, into some great points about how uh, women are, are are less interested in leveraging their relationships to uh, get a business benefit out of it. Um, they have uh, they have more difficulty bringing themselves to do that. It's something that maybe comes a little more naturally to men, um, and but it's something that uh, you know they've learned to do, and certainly others can learn to do. Uh, just a a really interesting discussion and a lot of great insights and points by by Kara and Mary, who I think are just doing a great job of modeling uh, uh, two very successful women uh, who've made a great career for themselves in, in this industry and are, are now right at the top of it as the owners of their own company. So uh, without uh, further ado, here are Kara Longmire and Mary Croslin from Alert Management Systems. Hello, folks. Hi. Hi, Pat. <laughs> Hi, it's uh, it's great to be talking to the two of you today. Um, we uh, we're going to have a little uh, discussion about you guys and uh, and I guess some exciting things that have gone on with with your company as far as being uh, recognized by the uh, American Women's Chamber of Commerce and um, and and just I don't know a little maybe a little broader discussion about uh, uh, women in the rental industry and uh, and and some of your experiences. So why don't we start out? Uh, we'll start out, I guess, with you, Kara. Why don't you tell us uh, a, a bit about yourself and uh, and what you're doing these days with Alert?
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Well, um, like Pat said, I'm Kara Longmire, and I am co-president along with Mary, and I am the CEO of Alert Management Systems. So I oversee our sales department, and I also handle all of our executive functions. So all the admin and finance and those types of things here at Alert. So I started out as alert at, um, as an accountant, so my background is in finance.
0: And Mary, same question to you.
1: Um, along with being co-president with CARA, I am COO,
2: so I manage all the operations at Alert, which includes programming, installation, and support.
0: Great. And, and tell us, um, I guess, um, well, we'll stay with you, Mary, for now. Why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of, uh, of Alert? Uh, how big is your company? How many employees do you have? What do you guys, and what do you guys do, I guess?
2: Right, so um, Alert's been in business since 1976. We are the third generation of owners, Kara and I, and we do nothing but write software for the rental industry. Um, we are about 20, 22 employees, um, so that fluctuates from time to time, but that we stay in that range normally, and um, that's um, that's what Alert is. That's what we do. Wow, since
0: 1976, that must have been. Uh, <laughs> must uh, it must have been a lot of change since then uh, uh, did what were the what were the <laughs> how how were the how were the initial systems done it must have been servers and like there wouldn't have even been pcs available
2: right so um not we were not around back then obviously right. but um but what we understood from the founder of the organization and um, some of the early salespeople were, were that the um the servers were gigantic um they they were barely portable. Um, they were not legal to put on airplanes. So <laughs> the only way they could demo the software was to really tip the baggage handler people outside the airports and kind of get them to put it on the plane as as uh, freight anyway. And that is how they did it. They hauled these gigantic machines around the country. And, yes, things have definitely changed <laughs> since
1: 1976.
0: Kara, are you guys going all over North America with, with the product?
1: Yes, we do. We go all over North America and we have clients in the Caribbean also.
0: Okay, great. So I was reading, uh, I was reading your press release about, uh, about getting, uh, recognized <coughs> as a, as a woman owned business, uh, by the, the women's chamber of commerce and, uh, and we'll get back to that. But one thing that kind of stuck out to me in that, in that release, uh, Cara, was, um, that uh, you, you know you had you had both originally worked in the company, and then now obviously are the uh, uh, the co-owners of it, I guess, or at least the co-managers. Um why why don't you tell me t- tell me a little bit about how that happened? That sounds like an interesting story.
1: Well, sure. Um, like I, had, I told you earlier, I started out as an accountant with Alert mm-hmm. back in uh, was two thousand eight I guess and Mary began her career with Alert even ten years prior to that. So she and I have been around a uh, long long time as managers of alert and uh, so what we did is we decided to i i attended a seminar um, i'm a member of the institute of management accountants and our local chapter put on a seminar and one of their speakers was talking about uh, how to do a management buyout and how to structure the deal so you know i wouldn't have to write a check for you know umpteen million dollars out of my pocket and how we could uh, how managers could owners could work with employees to do a, a management buyout. So I tucked that information information away in my back pocket, and uh, when the time came, uh, Mary and I got together and uh, w- approached the the owners at the time about doing a management buyout, and they worked with us to structure a buyout plan that benefited all of us, and then they retired.
0: Wow! So so you had an inkling that they were thinking about retiring. Sort of, anyways, in the in some period,
1: right? As handling all the admin and finance, um, you know, they would ask me to put together pro forma statements and send things to people, and I thought, huh, I think that these guys are getting ready. <laughs> so, um, right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of information there, and then um, Mary and I always got along so well, and she was just really the brains behind the whole operation, and so I approached her one day and said, you know. I talked to this guy at the seminar and I think that you and I have a real chance to take this over Um, and asked her if she'd be interested and she was.
0: Wow. Mary, I don't think I caught it. What, what had your role been before, uh, before this, uh, this change?
2: So, yeah, so essentially I headed up uh, client care, our client care department is made up of the installers. So we do all the initial training with the client, the implementation and project management piece of bringing them on board, and then we support them through the support department. So I headed that department up and obviously um, just from a technical standpoint, helped out the sales department when there were applications questions
0: what was the first thought that went through your head when Kara came to you with this, uh, this crazy idea? (laughs)
2: Um, Well, what I tell people is that we had a five minute conversation and a handshake. And um, then I realized, yeah, it it was fast. I I had no qualms whatsoever. I knew that we could do it. Uh, The two of us uh, rounded out each other very well. And we've, been owners coming up on four years now, and we have such a clear line of demarcation in our um, dealings with each other and our roles at the company that we don't, I don't want to overstep and and talk for Kara, but um, I don't think we've ever had a disagreement about strategy or uh, what's best for the company. And when I, I tell people all the time that when we would attend um, meetings between the two of us trying to to organize the proposal to do the buyout, they were super secret, and we would meet in all these, you know, coffee shops and hidden places, and we would come with notepads, and her notepad looked remarkably like my notepad. You know, these are the changes that need to be made. This is what I want to implement, and um, if something wasn't on my list and it was on Kara's list, it was something I absolutely believed in so i think just being in the company as long as we were um it helped us make the decision very very quickly
0: yeah yeah it really sounds like it and that that's that's a critical element of of a partnership like this isn't it carol where you to have those sort of areas your lanes that you're in to 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 a very great extent right i mean i think that's helpful
2: absolutely
0: I know I've I know I've been in companies where the partners started stepping on each other's toes and it never ends well.
1: <laughs> you know, that's that's something I don't think anybody ever told us, but we really intuit that and and try not to do that. I think that we're both really conscientious about it.
2: Yeah. It, it's a and, it, and it helps it helps that I don't like anything to do with finance. So
0: <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Perfect okay that's great so anyways what I was uh, you know I, I guess really what 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 spurred this whole conversation was uh, uh, you guys got a very nice recognition from the the US women's Chamber of Commerce as a, as a woman-owned company uh, I, I'll admit I, I wasn't even uh, I, I didn't know anything about that uh, uh, particular uh, uh, award or, or, or designation Kara, uh, why don't you uh, tell us uh, tell us what that's all about and how you got it
1: Oh sure. So the women, um, the Women's Chamber of Commerce in the U.S. They do this certification for the federal government here. So the federal government encourages women-owned businesses, veterans, um, disabled people to do business with the federal government on a contract basis. And the way that we handle that is that we get a designation. So if we were a veteran-owned company, we would have a veteran's designation. But since we're a women-owned company, we went ahead and got the certification through the US Women's Chamber of Commerce, which is a certification group that handles this type of thing. So uh, it took several months. They're really, really thorough. If you're ever doing business with a company that has this kind of certification, it's legit. We had to give them everything but a blood sample to show them that we were a woman-owned business. Um, it, it, it took a long time. They needed board meeting minutes from every board meeting, uh, stock certificates, birth certificates, what? resumes. I mean, you name it. They they need if there was a piece of paperwork that was affiliated with me and Mary over the past four years, they needed it. Wow.
0: So there there was no way you were going to sneak in there with some man owning things in the background and
1: (laughs) no, absolutely not. (laughs) No.
0: Well, well, I guess that's good to know. (laughs) Terrific.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really great. Mary,
0: Mary, what do you, what do you think it says about, about you guys and your companies that that you were able to get this designation?
2: Um, Well, we thought that it was really important to um, advocate for women owned businesses. Um, We, de facto became a a model for some of our um, clients and and some of their kids actually we got some really nice feedback when we bought the company out from some of our um, clients saying how great it was that they could show their daughters that women could own technology businesses and um be second and third generation owners within an organization and um we felt like the certification process was a legitimizing process and it was important to us to do it i think it it may also open some doors for us in some other arenas that we haven't traditionally accessed before so i think it's getting us thinking outside the box a little bit as well
0: yeah and i mean for all that it's for all that it's rare to see uh Women-owned companies in, uh, in 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 rental. It might be even rarer in the tech field, right? Your your specific sector.
2: Equally so, right? Yeah. So um, I think we're seeing a, an uh, um, exponential growth in rental of women in both owner and management positions. But uh, certainly, it's still challenging in both rental, uh, traditionally a male-dominated industry, and and tech. So yeah.
0: Kara, the uh, uh, you also mentioned in that in, in in that release that I'm talking about uh, the uh, ARA Women in Rental group. Why don't you tell us uh, a bit about that group and your and your involvement there?
1: Well, sure. Uh, so the ARA Women in Rental group—it's a great group of women, and uh, they're leading the charge and helping other women in rental. So at a procedural level, there's a Facebook group where we help each other out with questions and answers. And then at a larger level, we meet at least annually and we network, we talk about women in leadership positions in the rental industry. And we're a corporate sponsor of the group. They have a breakfast at ARA every year that we sponsor. We wanna get our name out there and make sure that people know that we're a women-owned business serving other small businesses. Um, and we just want to be in any conversation that encourages women and their career goals, especially in the industry that we live in and love.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've, I think I've definitely seen a, an uptick, albeit a, you know, a small one and coming from a, coming from a low, uh, a low place um, in, in the, in the number of women though, and, and especially daughters of owners getting involved in, in, in rental stores and the rental business um, ha- have you guys, have you guys seen that too, I guess, staying with Kara?
1: Yeah, yeah, we sure have. Um, it's, it's just, it's a great thing to see. And you're, you're right, it's been a small uptick. But as Mary said earlier, we feel like that we've been able to be a model. And we've talked to people about how we were able to leverage this buyout to make a management buyout happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, if it's possible, I I think that before I attended the seminar, the thought never would have occurred to me because I didn't know that it was possible.
0: You know, and there was and there, you know, I'll say it, there was a boldness to that move, right? I mean, I mean, it must have taken a little bit of courage on 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 your part to 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 even go to your boss with the idea, even though you knew they were thinking about retiring and would probably, you know, greet it kindly. It 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 it's not something everyone's going to feel like they're you know ready to take on.
1: It was terrifying, I think, for both of us, but um Tom and Rob Ross, the previous owners, they were absolute wonderful, wonderfully recipient oh, okay. to this. They had you know we've been doing um a lot of work for them for a lot of years, they'd been grooming us as managers in they were just thrilled to be able to do this for us. You know, they didn't want to sell out to a venture capital company. They, they wanted to see their product that they'd work on for decades, continue to grow and evolve and the company thrive and the employees uh, stay put. You know, we haven't lost any of our staff.
0: I hope a lot of ladies and well, and anyone in the rental industry is listening to this is, is thinking in those terms because I know there's, I know there's a lot of owners out there scratching their heads about their, about their succession plan. Mary, what, if if you if you had to guess um why why do you think historically there haven't been as many women uh in, involved in rental
2: well that's probably a really good question i think that in generations uh prior i think in i know uh Tara and i both come from uh families with very strong women in them and i think that they had a Preconceived idea in the days that they were going through school that they needed to either go to a trade school. My mom was a nurse, Kara's mom was a teacher. um, And they had a priority that involved being at home with the kids as much as possible and their work was secondary to that and it wasn't really encouraged for women to be aggressive in business. And it was just looked upon a little bit differently. And I think that those uh, paradigms are shifting and it's um, important for everyone, male or female, to feel challenged at at their career and uh, feel fulfilled in whatever area that is and uh, supported and appreciated. And I think that women are starting to learn their value and learn how to ask for those things or how to demand those things, frankly. So I think that the generational changes are slowly but surely kicking in. And uh, fortunately, there's women in this industry that are young enough that they don't perceive to have ever encountered a glass ceiling or uh, be treated like they are not significant in a board meeting or a management meeting. So um, good for them. I think that's phenomenal. I I'm old enough to know that um, there were a lot of women ahead of me that paved the way for us to do what we're doing. And um, I know Kara and I both count our our moms as as two of those people that told us, you know, to to be independent, strong intelligent women and uh we want to tell everybody in our company and everybody that we encounter to be all of those things and to advocate for themselves so
0: yeah i i i i'm glad to hear that i and i i mean that's what i'm hearing from from others too i actually i think you well i know Kara, at least you have met our uh, our associate publisher danielle uh who uh who i work with and um she um you know i i was talking to her a little bit about this and uh and you know there there does seem to be i guess a a bit of a change there in the last oh i don't know decade or two um where, where there isn't such an intimidating uh atmosphere for women would you would you say that there's there's is that a change in the men's attitudes i guess
1: i think so i definitely think so and it's just been such a great cultural shift, too, you know when I was growing up as mary said my my mother was really vocal about me having opportunity, and like I said she or like Mary mentioned, she was a school teacher um It wasn't her dream to be a school teacher. she said when she was in school, women could be a teacher or a nurse or a secretary, and she didn't want to be a nurse or a secretary, so she became a teacher, and she told me this all the time, and my sister. Um, Who's also very successful in business. Uh, She told us all the time, these stories and how we had all these wonderful opportunities that we needed to take, you know, take possession of our own futures and be in charge of our own selves and be strong and fierce and independent and take a seat at the table but it was great too growing up when I grew up you know I was watching uh the shoulder padded ladies of the 80s on tv you know taking taking their seat at the boardroom table you know you had like Angela from who's the boss she was this awesome advertising uh, executive and she was my idol I wanted to be her when I grew up and she you know she had the the housekeeper and she was just in charge of everything and um, so I think that it's just taken root, um, you know, generationally and, and culturally, too. But yeah. you're absolutely right. Men have had to have, a, they, they've had to change and they've had to, uh, I don't want to say move over or step aside, but they've embraced the change. Absolutely. None of this would be possible if they hadn't.
0: Well, they need, they at least needed to stop carrying on like the guys in Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> you watch you watch that show and you go, you know what I think it was like that
1: <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good um mary that you know i i, I think getting it, it it's really it would it's really beneficial to the rental industry to um to uh have women interested in getting into it. If for no other reason, then it obviously it doubles your potential labor pool. Um, so, um, I, 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 what do you what do you do you think? There's anything further that that could be done? Maybe even that, that, that individual companies could try to do, uh, or maybe the, the association could do uh, to uh, to uh, try to try to encourage more more female involvement.
2: Yeah. So, I, th- I think there's a few things that women. Uh, in rental, but women in any entrepreneurial or small business environment need. And um, one of those things is access to capital. And I think the shift in the paradigm is helping us with that. Uh, But I think traditionally women and minorities in general have been underserved by the financial institutions and access to capital is a challenge. Um, Fortunately for us, again, we took over a successful company and um, we were able to continue its growth so we were able to prove very, very quickly to the bank that you know we were viable and we were not gonna run the company into the ground. So that's been great for us. Um, But I think even startups, it's it's very difficult for people to, to get capitalized. And and then mentorship, I think the women in rental group, the ARA women in rental group is gonna help with that as well. Um, I think it's really important that women, actually everybody, but I think women traditionally don't ask for mentorship, they are not brought up in an environment of, um, you know, the, I don't want to say the old boy network, because that's not really very fair, but, but men seem to inherently know or teach each other that relationships can be leveraged, relationships are a valuable source of information, education, connections, networking is important. Women don't seem to culturally grasp that concept quite as easily, uh, or we're not teaching them that. And that, that might be an easier way to say that. So I think that it's important that we mentor the people in our organizations to grow them to their potential and show them the opportunities that are in front of them and make them you know more productive in their own organization or outside of that organization as long as we're giving them wings so um, I think that traditionally I know our company was founded in 1976 by a husband and wife team and just the nature of that time and where they were in their lives with two young daughters and obligations at home and at work they uh, kind of split the responsibilities so Ruth Ruth was more behind the scenes she was very very active in the business um, and had a huge role in the success of the business but she was not the forward face of the business the forward face of the business was bill and even as little as four years ago, um, we were uh, wondering ourselves, but we were openly questioned by friends and um, people in the industry as to whether two women buying out a business would impact us in the rental industry. Actually, I think Kara and I got that question at this American Rental Association show, um, whether it hurt us being completely women owned and the forward face of the company being female. Um, and you know, our attitude about it is well, if it does, it's probably not a good fit because clearly we're women owned and clearly we're the driving force behind the company. And if someone's not comfortable with that, they should not be a client for sure. So it's not going to change.
0: Well, you, you have an answer to that question. How, how long, how long have you guys owned the company now?
2: Almost four years.
0: Did you see a drop off?
2: Right. Exactly. No, we've done nothing but grow the company. So the growth has been phenomenal as well. So we've been, um, I guess to, to use a phrase of a friend of ours, we'll be, uh, doing a little shameless self-promotion here, but we, um, we definitely have expanded on what the business that we um acquired so it's been they set us off on a great trajectory and we are continuing that tradition so yeah
0: fantastic I, I i love that point about about women not having the same tendency to leverage their relationships into it into it into a business sort of sort of from the personal relationship into a business situation you know what i mean like like guys will you know ask favors for each other in 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 business all the time based on on knowing one another and sometimes they'll be doing that very quickly uh on meeting somebody um um but but you know women sometimes seem to want it it, it the relationship to just be about the relationship you know what i mean and and is that it? Would that be an accurate framing of what you're saying?
2: Oh, I think I think that's very, very accurate. I think it's it's just a cultural thing that women tend to not self-advocate. They don't, you know, our our friend, Damon Holditch says, you know, you have to become, um, a master at shameless self-promotion, and um, he is absolutely right. And women are are really generally terrible at it. And it's something that Tara and I had to learn how to do. Um, we were the behind the scenes people that drove the company. We were not the front face of the company. And um, sometimes you just have to you know, as our former owner, Rob Ross would have said, uh, declare victory and hold a parade. So we have to (laughs) occasionally do that. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Those are, those are, those are tremendous points. Um, Kara, if, um, why would a woman want to look at, or let's say a young woman want to want to look at the rental industry as a as a possible, uh, as a possible career path. I mean, you know, the perception obviously is out there that it's, it's, it's greasy. It's, it's, it's fixing equipment, uh, you know, uh, 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 this kind of thing. It's, you know, unless you're into machinery, you know, that, that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good for you. What, 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 what would you tell a young woman about the rental industry if you were talking to her?
1: Well, if you're going to get worried about breaking a nail or something like that, then um, there are a lot of other ways to get involved in leader leadership positions in the rental industry. If, uh, if that's not your thing, if grease and stuff, isn't your thing. Uh, Personally, I think it can be a lot of fun and I know Mary thinks the same thing too. Um, She has her own tool belt, you know, she doesn't rely on her husband. (laughs) So um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other behind the scenes things to do and a lot of, Uh, important jobs to be done for for instance I myself am in finance and uh, run a small business I'm not turning any wrenches but I'm in the rental industry in this capacity there's human resources there's management um, there's all sorts of things but also what's wrong with getting your hands dirty there's there's absolutely no reason in the whole world why somebody um, who wanted to wouldn't be able to do that and another thing is that we have two parts to our industry you know, we've got our heavy equipment, construction, general rental, but we've also got our event rental people. Right. And that industry is growing and flourishing and doing really well. Um, rid out the recession like nobody's business. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunities in rental for women, no matter what the position or what particular part of rental.
0: If you're if you're thinking about yourself and and, and and how your personality might might connect with the rental industry what 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 sort of person wants to be wants to be in this
1: um, I think a lot of a lot of our clients anyway we work with independent rental centers so we're working with a lot of small businesses so somebody who's interested in an overall picture thing is going to be somebody who would be interested in working for a small business. It's one of the things that really resonated with me when I first took this job with alert is, okay, if I'm in a small business, I'm going to have so much more to do than just look at a balance sheet for 40 hours a week. And I've been able to have every sort of opportunity in this company because it's small and the needs change. Um, One of our clients, was a marketing specialist. That was her title. And I'm going to tell you, this woman was involved in every sort of operational thing you could imagine at the company that she works for in Boston because it's a small company and they need talented people who are committed and care about their careers. So anybody who is just interested in having a real breadth of experience would be drawn to the into the rental industry rather than a a depth of experience. I think that a breadth of experience in small business especially would be great for anybody interested in that.
0: Lots of different interests, lots of different capabilities. It's sort of a resourceful person, I guess you would say.
1: Definitely a resourceful person for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be someone who's going to get daunted by coming up against something new. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, exactly
1: how about how about you mary what 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 do you
0: think uh what, what do you think is a, a sort of a personality wise a, a a good fit for for rental people
2: well rental is um i know for a lot of people they don't realize how small of an industry it is um i used to joke uh 10 or 12 years ago that um every few years they would blow a whistle and everybody would rotate because you see the same people in different positions and different organizations. Right. Um, so you've known the same people for 10, 20 plus years. Um, and they're all, they all share a lot of commonality. They're all incredibly Helpful and generous with their time and their information, and and if they can help share something with you that will help you not make the same mistakes that they made, they're very gracious about that. Um, But because it's such a small industry, you really have to be a customer service oriented person. Whether you're going to be in tool and construction or whether you're going to be in party and event rental you absolutely need to take into consideration your customers first um, and you have to be very cognizant of of how your organization um, reduces the friction for your customers. And um, you have to be very entrepreneurial. As Kara said, you as an owner of a rental business, whether you're a vendor to the rental industry or whether you are in the rental industry directly renting to end users, you need to know every aspect of that business. Um, So whether that's your passion to be in there dealing with the P&L or whether it's your passion to be in there with the mechanics turning a wrench, you need to know how every piece of equipment works. You need to know the downfalls. You need to know the maintenance issues. You need to know the big picture. And um, you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that's what draws people to the industry, really.
0: Mary, I'm glad you said it because if you didn't, I was going to have to. I the the I think that that to me has been the common personality thread that I've seen in in now my eight years in the in the rental industry is a desire to be helpful. People who will go and try to help people with their problems just because they want to. Um, and uh, and you know what? I think that probably describes. A lot of young girls and a lot of women out there uh, who yeah who, absolutely you know who who would who would who would like to be helpful and and would like to uh, you know like to be solving problems for 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 people all the time i that that you know strikes me as uh, as, as being lots of people
1: um, I think that having more women in leadership roles will make things better for everyone and not just for women, so for instance uh, when Mary and I took over the the company the first changes that we made were definitely on this squishier side of things so we do business a little bit differently than men do so for example like the first thing that we did when we took over was to give everybody more time off because we're big believers that if our staff is happy uh, our clients are going to be happy and if we treat our staff well they'll treat our clients well we also enable our employees to work from home more than before and we solve problems really creatively this way So for instance, we work with our single mothers and our students' schedules, so they're able to be happy and productive knowing that they're able to take care of themselves without losing their jobs. And we know that because um, such a flexible work environment, our employees are going to be loyal and true and hardworking. And this is just a single example of what having a woman in a leadership position can do for one person. And the more of us who are in leadership positions, the more we can affect change.
0: A little more... A little more empathy, a little more consciousness of the big picture, right? Coming when the, the women are the managers.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's an excellent point. And uh, I, I, I know I've seen it in my work life, too. Well, listen, guys, a uh, uh, great conversation, uh, I think. Kara uh, Longmire and uh, Mary Crosland uh, from Alert Management Systems, thanks so much for joining me today on uh, Counter Talks.
2: Thanks, Pat. Pat, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for
0: Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service magazine.